0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason Filippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason Filippo And
1: I'm Brian Schulmeister.
0: Brian, I have a little follow-up about uh, Chaplain Steffen's comment last week in the uh, the reviews where he was talking about Earth's number one bully mm-hmm. and...
1: You assumed it was you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not. It was about Elon Musk. Go back and reread it.
1: (laughs) You could throw in a name. That'd be helpful.
0: Well, Earth's number one bully, when you think about it, kind of, he did.
1: Well, that could be Putin. No, no, no. Come (laughs) on. It could be many people. All right. Well, it's good to know that uh, I'm not the uh, number one bully. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Plus. Uh, shout out to the
0: person uh, whose name I forget on the uh, Clash Royale clan that pointed that out to me. And I'm like, oh, duh. <laughs> like, Dude, that's Elon. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sorry. Sorry, Stefan, uh, for the, uh, the, the miscommunication.
1: All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I saw a really great article over at Slate, The Birth of the Modem World. And it talks about the forgotten history of, of how the, all of this started as, as uh, the digital natives are getting older and older. You know, they just kind of assumed they were born with an iPhone and everything just kind of worked the way it works now. And there was an internet and there was Wi-Fi. And you and I know better. Uh, I ran my own BBS way back in the day. Those of us that straddled the divide, that were born without all of this stuff and kind of pioneered the history of it and used to put phones down into cradles for modems. And this talks about all of that. So I just thought it was really interesting for the olds out there like us, you know, much like uh, Generation X is forgotten in general. The way that uh, all this technology has started is also being forgotten.
0: Well, I will give it a read. Sounds like it's mm-hmm. fascinating. A trip it down is. memory lane. Yes. I was listening to Twit this week, This Week in Tech, with really? Leo Laporte and gang. And,
1: uh, I thought you gave up on those guys.
0: No, I, I'm actually a sponsor. I, okay. I I pay them money every month so they can keep the lights <laughs> on. Uh, I did send them a note to say I would love to be a guest on the show, and uh, obviously, as as being a Gen Xer, I am often forgotten. And forgotten. They have never. Yes. They did not write back. <laughs> so, um, but I did hear this on the show, which was really, really uh, eye opening, because Kevin Rose, who you know, I know, and worked with, yep. and he's gone off into crypto land, and I've kind of distanced myself from him. Mm-hmm. And he was also one of the first guests on Twit on the, the mm-hmm. first ever episode. It has been back often. Well, not anymore, because Leo Laporte has put the kibosh on anybody shucking NFTs in crypto on his shows, on his entire network. So Kevin has been banned. I just, I busted up laughing when I heard that.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, again, trailblazers that we are, we banned NFT shucksters from our podcast about uh, five minutes after NFTs were invented. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of saw
0: the writing on the wall with that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's still it's still out there going strong. That whole Y Combinator demo day was this week, and uh, like most of the most of the startups that are demoing are Web three <laughs> or crypto startups. So like, yeah, but I
1: mean, hell? is it really? I mean, I liken this to uh, the heyday of Seattle when when all of a sudden they discovered Nirvana and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, and then they flannel signed about 7000 other bands all of which sucked and never did shit Mm -hmm. that's we're we're in the sucked and never did shit phase of seattle with with all this stuff okay i like it the money is still being thrown at them they're being signed to labels left right and center you'll hear one song on a radio that's got pushed and it sucks and you'll never hear from them again
0: yep speaking of push remember remember push the web technology technology. oh yes yes Mm yeah yeah, kind of kind of in the same boat, I believe, but yeah. we'll see. There's just too much money floating around still, so it's, they're, they're just grasping. Yeah, Somebody exactly. just needs to blow up Andreessen Horowitz. That'll, that'll put an end to most of it, I think. Uh, yeah, but I saw okay. this this morning. Now our
1: podcast is on a list.
0: Great. Uh, t- dude, we've been on a list for a long time. <laughs> uh, I saw this article, when, Bit- when Bitcoin Plunges, Butcoin Cheers. It's an article about a subreddit that I'd never heard of um, uh, called uh, Butcoin. And nice. all they've done for the past 11 years <laughs> is do what we do every week and make fun of crypto. Right. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So I highly recommend checking that one out. Cheers to Buttcoin. In the news.
1: Well, it's been a long time, Jason, since we've had basically a Facebook-centric news, news area, but... Uh... Boy, oh boy, they've been busy. Do you mean Meta, Brian? Well, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Let's just use them interchangeably at this point. Uh, Meta has been fined uh, £405 million uh, by the Irish Data Protection Commission for its handling of children's privacy settings on Instagram, which violated GDPR. Uh, It's the second largest fine to come out of Europe's GDPR laws and the third... And largest fine levied against meta by the regulator, this comes from the uh, photo sharings app privacy settings on accounts run by children. Uh, they had been investigating Instagram over children 's use of business accounts, which made personal data like email addresses and phone numbers publicly visible. Uh, they also covered instagram 's policy of defaulting all new accounts, including teens, to be publicly viewable. I love meta's response okay this inquiry focused on old settings that we updated over a year ago and we've since released many new features to help keep teens safe and their information private meaning yeah we did that stuff we're trying to not anymore really Uh uh-huh yeah because you started investigating us we fixed it so yeah um uh uh-huh and that was about it (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't rob a bank last week and say, but I'm not
1: robbing a bank this week. I don't deserve to go to jail. Once you told me that robbing a bank would get me in trouble, I stopped doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I get to keep the money, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, in other news, uh, the DOJ is going a- up against uh, Google for antitrust about their policy of buying the default placement in uh, just basically every web browser on the planet except DuckDuckGo, I think. Maybe Brave. Right. Um <laughs> Since Brave started their own search engine, but the the issue here is that uh, Google spends a lot of money to get mm-hmm. those defaults, and uh, if they lose this case, then Apple is going to be out quite a bit of money because they're going to pull in about eighteen to twenty billion dollars this year for that you know placement in Safari, and right. uh, you know probably more next year and more the next year after that. It's it's insane how much money they're spending on that. I thought it because. I remember when I first heard the the number and it was 4 billion. Mm-hmm. But th- it's been a long time since then. I didn't realize that it probably went up. I didn't realize it went up, you know, fivefold, but Right. <laughs> this will be this will be an interesting one because what what happens when if this goes through and the DOJ wins and says Google cannot, you know, pay for default placement in a search engine. Right. Who's going to be the who's who's going to be the default? How do you determine what the default is?
1: Yeah, and how do you determine if you got paid or not for it? Like, because every browser will be able to set whatever they want as their default search engine now, right? But
0: uh, do we... You can do that. That's the thing. You can do that. The only well, point is that can nobody Well, anybody can do it could... now. Yeah. yeah.
1: But people are lazy, so they use whatever pops
0: up. Yeah, and they just don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to watch.
1: You know why they don't know? Because there are so many different settings in browsers now. Like, mm-hmm. My God, it's all buried. It's, how, it's the same thing that Facebook does with all their privacy settings. Bury them and clutch and them over the head with 7 million different options. And then change them when they get caught doing bad stuff. Exactly. And then default back to the setting that you didn't want that you had to set on every update. Yeah. I'll
0: remember so those days. Works. Privacy mm-hmm. on, privacy off, Bluetooth on, Bluetooth off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ah, the old days.
1: And uh, from the no shit Sherlock file and going back to Facebook, Facebook engineers admit they don't know what they do with your data. Yeah, at all. I'm not surprised they about can't that. Track it. So earlier this year, Motherboard reported about an internal Facebook document that said the company has no idea where users' data goes and what the company is doing with it. There was a previously sealed court hearing in March where two veterans Facebook engineers confirmed what the leaked document revealed. It would take multiple teams on the ad side to track down exactly where the user data flows. Uh, I would be surprised if there's even a single person that can answer that narrow question conclusively. So once your data goes in. Who the hell knows where it goes? They don't even know.
0: Yeah, that doesn't (laughs) surprise me one bit. You know how complicated that system is? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have teams just for, you know, one little data lake over here, another little data silo over here. All Mm -hmm. that stuff gets put in. There's APIs probably from every part of the company that can access it. Then it pulls it to someplace else. I mean, there's just no way. There's just no way anybody could know that. So that's not a surprise
1: at all. Nope, not a surprise at all, except for the fact that, of course, some of that data probably shouldn't go into certain pools, but it does because the system is so complicated and nobody's really watching it. You know what else they had to have a team for, Jason? What did they have a team for, Brian? They had a team responsible for discovering potential harms to society with its own products. Maybe that might have applied to that particular thing about not knowing where data is going. We'll never know! Yeah, they didn't know, (laughs) but I, I think
0: that team probably got together and just said, well everything that you do is harmful to society. So our job here is done. Thank you.
1: Well, again, we'll never know because that team has been disbanded. Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. So they had a team for this and bye-bye. See you later. We don't
0: care. Yep. Yeah, the Responsible Innovation team. <laughs> what a what a name. What a name irresponsible innovation i
1: mean talk about something that they actually desperately need this is a team they should keep around but uh you know especially with your numbers going down and uh yeah it's just uh the 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 big bet on the metaverse not going so well
0: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i put my oculus on yesterday and Mm -hmm. i had it on for like five minutes and i'm like this is so dumb
1: (laughs) (laughs) i feel stupid
0: (laughs) i did i'm just like walking around like you know whipping a lightsaber around i'm like i feel like a what? <laughs> i gotta take this thing off and it it actually kind of hurt after 10 minutes so right um uh, not even 10 minutes well yeah yeah 10 minutes because i had to reset like half the settings and wait for an update and all that crap but i use it so often that every time i put it on <laughs> it's like opening up my xbox you know it's like an hour of updates just to play it for five minutes right well some interesting news uh more americans are using iphones than android phones finally
1: yeah finally took a long time but uh yeah you know it's, uh, Apple's always done very well in the U.S. compared to Android and compared to the rest of the world. So it's a tipping point finally reached. Yeah, and there's
0: enough used, you know, there's enough used iPhones around now where you can actually get them pretty cheap. You yeah, can get the older yeah. models cheap, and they've started to put out, you know, bargain basement phones, what like the SEs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pro guy, so I don't I don't follow that side of it. So <laughs> I could have that wrong. Um, but yeah, no, that's pretty cool. But the cooler part is. When Tim Cook got asked about uh, turning off the damn green bubbles for Android users, he mm-hmm. did exactly what the CEO of one of the largest companies in the world does. He says, well, my users don't ask for me to change it, so I'm not going to. And then he said, if you want it gone, buy an iPhone. I love yep. it.
1: That's what you do. That's that what is, you do. That is the correct answer. Yeah.
0: That's why he's got a you know $3 trillion
1: company. Yeah. So. Why should I cater to my competitors? Exactly.
0: No, that makes total sense. And I, you know, personally as an iPhone user, I enjoy seeing the green bubbles because now I know, you know, who's an Android user and who's not.
1: I know who to expect spam emails from.
0: <laughs> I know it's it's demeaning and derogatory, but, you know, on some it's level, true. it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it is elitist bullshit, but it's there and it works. So, yeah. yeah, keep keep the green. It's not easy being green, so get an iPhone.
1: Well, speaking of green, I know where some of that NFT money is still floating around. LG is getting a big chunk of it. LG is bringing NFTs to its LED and OLED TVs just where you wanted them. Why? Dear God, why? Starting today, or last week, I guess, if you live in the U.S. and you own WebOS 5.0 or later TV, you'll have access to the company's new LG Art Lab platform. It's a marketplace for buying and selling NFTs directly through your TV's home screens. Great. What, There's even a countdown wanted. feature that will remind <laughs> you when NFT drops are about to occur. Is there a countdown on your bank account too, as the price falls through the floor? <laughs> There's a countdown on me ever buying another LG TV, that's for sure. Actually, <laughs> I don't true. know any, so I'm definitely nope. not getting one now. So yeah, it's really like I, the use the use case for this has got to be tiny. I mean, who's actually going to do this? I, I don't know. Who wants to hook up their wallet to their TV? I don't even want. I don't even want an internet connected TV. I don't either. I shut that part off. I, yeah. I turn it off on every TV I get, and I because I use the Apple TV or the Fire Stick for all that stuff. I don't use the TV version, especially since you can't figure out their privacy policies, and I don't want them sending me ads. They send you ads. What? I bought the TV. Why am I getting an ad on my TV?
0: Yeah, I get that too. So annoying,
1: I get an ad, I get an ad for whatever whatever's
0: on the Roku channel as I as I as I you know scroll to the right to find the Apple TV button so I can actually watch everything <laughs> on my Apple TV.
1: Yeah. Uh. yeah, and in some sad space news. Oh, go ahead. More? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. This is this sad. Is sad space news here, Jason. Uh, uh, the fuel leak will likely delay the Artemis One launch to October. Now there won't be another window because SpaceX has to get in there to destroy our night sky. Oh, great. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, VPN. you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off so much more inexpensive than virtually every other vpn on the market and if you get it right now you can take pia's 30-day risk-free challenge you can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it if not just return it for a full refund so go to gog.show slash vpn and try out the best vpn on the planet completely risk-free that's gog.show slash vpn media candy. Speaking of using your Apple TV to access things and my VPN so I can get access to us networks that show things that I want to see. Uh, star Trek lower decks is back season three. Uh, we're up to three episodes now as delightful as always. All
0: right. I will wait for the whole thing to drop, then go watch it.
1: It is very funny. Uh, I got into Lord of the Rings, the rings of power. I think we're what two episodes in I've watched both episodes. Um, It's exactly what I thought it would be. It's stunningly gorgeous, very slow moving, but uh, I'm a sucker for this stuff. I love Lord of the Rings and uh, it's been good. I like it. All right. Good plot. Not much of a plot to speak of yet. (laughs) Okay. Two to three things have happened. I'm not entirely sure what they all mean, but um, it looks good. Look, I mean, again, you and I sat through the extended versions of all three movies theaters. 12 hours plus, didn't care, loved every second of it. Admittedly, The Hobbit should have been one movie, not three, but loved that too. <laughs> not all three, not the three movies of it, condense it to one, great. I love Lord of the Rings, and this is a good extension of it. I mean, it seems great. It's it's very, yeah, not much plot to speak of. I think that's the d- downside to being signed for five seasons immediately. It oh my God. You, it gives you time to fuck around. <laughs> Instead of get to the point.
0: (laughs) That's true. I didn't know they were signed for five seasons. Oh, my God. When you
1: you drop a couple billion dollars on something, you're going to squeeze that lemon for all it's worth, aren't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty much, I guess. I guess.
1: (laughs) And speaking of squeezing a lemon for all it's worth, uh, I went back to try to finish the first episode of House of the Dragon, and I fell asleep on the couch.
0: Perfect. That's, uh, yeah, like 1% of the people I know actually like it. That's
1: it. People on Discord, on our Discord, seem the opposite. They seem to be into House of Dragon and not really into Lord of the Rings. So, no, no counting for tastes, I guess. I guess not. I guess not. Or, as not. I keep telling my son, everybody likes different things. Yes, they do. That's why country music exists. Exactly. Uh, something that everybody should like is coming back. I, I, I get a little upset at these de- definitions of seasons when a season can now be <laughs> three to four episodes, apparently. But somebody, Feed Phil, is getting its sixth season renewal, which is great. That'll be coming uh, – I'm not sure exactly when it's dropping, but we're going to get Croatia, Philadelphia, Nashville, Santiago, and Austin. So, again, a one, two, three, four, five-episode season. Five. Ah, 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 ah. I still haven't finished last season. Oh, we, we finally finished it um, just because, you know, bad news and you need Phil and uh, delightful. It's just delightful.
0: That's why I've been saving it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just put it on the back burner
0: because I'm like, okay, this is like in my in my back pocket when I need something to to perk me up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I stayed up till the wee hours of the morning to finish Stranger Things season four. Uh-huh. Now, I, I, I'm getting into this like uh, watching old series and doing reviews about them because it dawned on me. Wait a minute. Not everybody binges it when it first comes out.
1: They're, they're stragglers. I still have not seen season four. That's that's something that I'm my wife and I want to watch together, and it's been we've been very busy recently, so we have not had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. Yeah.
0: And the biggest problem with it is each episode is like an hour and a half, and the oh, last no. episode is two hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> now, here the thing about this is the first couple episodes slow going, mm-hmm. slow going for sure. Then it really picks up in the middle, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the longer episodes because I was kind of bummed when it was done. I'm like, oh, I want more, so I watch the next one. Now, the last episode, they took. It, it, well, here's the deal: if you cut out 15 of the cliche plot points and about 90 minutes off of it, you would have a perfect
1: episode. Jason, if you cut out cliche plot points from Stranger Things, you wouldn't have Stranger Things. This is true. That's the whole point <laughs> of Stranger
0: but, Things. But you can, you can, you know, you can when they're when they're doled out a little bit here and a little bit there. But when they pack them all together into one final movie at the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was rolling my eyes half the time, and the other time I was on the edge of my seat. Right. Uh, They have the whole, I I mean, there's a love conquers all moment in there that is straight out of the Matrix, Mm -hmm. which I I knew, I'm just like watching this, I'm like, oh, Brian's going to throw something at the TV for this one. (laughs) And then it just keeps going, and then it does have a Lord of the Rings ending where it takes 45 minutes just to get to the end. Right. So I got to say, all in all, I really enjoyed season four. Okay. Except for, you know, maybe it was just because I was tired and I just wanted to go to bed. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> you binge, you binge like, you didn't binge episodes, Jason. You binged movies. I know. It was just, it was a long slog. But uh, I thought the payoff was good and I'm looking forward to the final season, which season five will be. They set it up nicely yes. though. The, the, the part about it that really kind of got me, there's a lot of flashbacks in this season. Mm-hmm. And it, it dawned on me, I can't remember a damn thing about season one through three of Stranger Things. Couldn't tell you either, really. I could like half the characters. I'm like, were they in the previous ones? And then they show flashbacks of them all the way to the beginning. I'm like, oh, they were in the entire thing. I just forgot about them. (laughs) So, uh, but I, I definitely, if you have, you know, if you have winter coming you know, up in Canada. So you can lock yourself in for a couple weeks. Yes. Winter is coming. You can just lock yourself in and this will probably get you through the winter if you dole it out properly.
1: (laughs) But well, we have we have more than a few things to dole out. We've got Secession. We've got Better Call Saul. We've got Stranger Things. So we have a packed winter already.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We still got the Downton Abbey movie.
1: Yep. Uh, Haven't watched that yet.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Man. Lots to do. Lots to do. Well, I'll
1: tell you one thing that isn't going to be making my list uh, of things to do. The Wrath of Khan is getting an official Star Trek podcast prequel. Okay. Star Trek Khan: Sede Alpha Five will cover the period of time after Khan and his cohort of genetically engineered villains were exiled during the classic episode "Space Seed" and before Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. So, that little group of people stuck in one thing on a planet they can't go out in—that's the prequel, and it's a and it's a podcast. It's a one-room drama It's a podcast.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, here's the big problem. Ricardo Montalban is dead. He how is. Are you gonna do, how are you going to do Khan?
1: Well, it's certainly why you can't do a live-action one.
0: <laughs> well, we do have the technology to reanimate the dead now. <laughs> that is true.
1: Uh, it is written and directed by Nicholas Meyer, who has done uh, all the good Star Trek movies. So that is a plus, and as the joke is made here. Uh, that if you want to make a good Star Trek movie, you have him write direct it and you cut his budget in half. And that's exactly what they've also done with the podcast. So, all right. But I'm not going to be listening to it. I'm just, I will. I will definitely I know check you it will. out. So you'll yeah. tell me if it's any good or not. I,
0: I will check it out. You know, some of these audio dramas are pretty good. And especially if, you know, it's, yeah, they might have a good team behind it. So we'll see. We'll see. I just
1: again, again, they're just stuck in a little ship on a deadly planet. I know, but who knows? Okay. Short it's story, perhaps?
0: I'm just, it's got to be creative, you know? Yep. So, if, I mean, if they picked this time, it's going to be, that's it, a tough sell. It's definitely a tough sell. Yep. Um, but, Brian, we have figured out how to make money in the music business now. Okay. Uh, you just got to be shitty.
1: I mean, we've known that all along.
0: Well, poopy to be to poopy to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be poopy because there are musicians that are making a boatload of money after kids yell poop at the Alexa, and uh, people are writing poop-centric songs, mm-hmm. and you know they're pretty good. You got you got poopy diaper. That's mm-hmm. one of them by Mike uh, Beilenberg. You got a okay. uh, poopy stupid butt by Dandy Land. <laughs> Love that right. one. And oh then God. I poop with my dog by the toilet bowl cleaners is another one that they listen. Now in see, the, article. the
1: problem. The problem is I can't even test this out when my son isn't around because Alexa throws up the the whole like you recently listened to or go back to this and then he's going to see it and it will never end.
0: Oh yeah. You, yeah, you 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 will definitely have a poopy home. Yes. Cops and doodads. Well, Brian, Apple's big event was this week for the new iPhones and. Uh, watches and new AirPods. The
1: AirPods Hold on. Breaking news. Uh, oh. The only th- the only news that people want to hear. What'd you buy, Jason? I got the Watch Ultra. Okay. <laughs> I got the
0: Watch Ultra. Of course you did. I'm, well, I'm still... I, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm, I'm running, like I think, a Series 5 Apple Watch because mm-hmm. I've been waiting for it and they kept using the same guts and all that stuff. So I'm just like, oh, wait. And uh, this one intrigues me. I like it. It's got uh, a little bit longer battery life. Uh, but not – according to uh, Wired and uh, their Garmin review, like not even close to what a Garmin can do, but it's getting there. Right. It's still cheaper than some of the top-level Garmins, but I just like the bigger size. I think it looks cooler. It's got a bigger screen, which I like, and uh, I don't know. It's new. I just wanted something new. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's not going to get here until October 20th to 27th, and that is with express delivery. Wow. So I got in a little late. But, yeah, yeah, I got the um I, well, that's the other thing. they all come with cellular. you can't not get it, so right.
1: but you don't I have don't to turn read. it on. yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah, after all of the you you had a cellular one for a while,
1: right? The first one uh, I had, which I think was a three, uh yeah, was was cellular, and um, I used that for a month and realized I always have my phone on me. I don't go out with just my watch, so don't need that. Uh, I think I have the six now. I think okay. I can't remember which one, but it does not have cellular and uh, yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah. i seem to remember you have being, I, I think for like seven or eight episodes, we had uh, a Brian bitches about Verizon fest because you <laughs> couldn't get it either turned on or turned off or it was, it was a pain in the ass,
1: both, both getting it uh, first initially working and then shutting <laughs> it off when I didn't want it anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm having that same problem with my iPad mini with 5g. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, AT and T will not take my money. They're just like, we can't turn it on. There's a, there's been a problem. Call this number. I call this number, and they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's really <laughs> helpful. Uh, Thank you, AT and T. So no, and it, they make it so simple. It's like, oh, you've paired it. You you have an account already. Can we just add this to your account? I'm like, please. I would like my five G's. They're like, no, right. none for you. <laughs> so, you you get zero G's. <laughs> yeah because i you know it dawned on me too that i always have my phone on me and then my phone has a 5g hotspot on it so okay yeah <laughs> screw you guys screw you guys
1: uh anything else interesting from apple like i i, I was talking about this with a couple of friends like my my watch is fine does what i needed to do my ipads are fine they're not top of the line but i basically read on it or work out with it and the rest of it is my kid playing games uh, my phone is fine. The only thing I really need to upgrade is my uh Airbook. So, yep. Yep, then get that new M2 baby. Nothing seemed particularly amazing.
0: Yeah, so, now the AirPods yeah. like the the new AirPods Pro. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be that much of yeah. an upgrade for me right at this point. Like mine work fine. Mine yeah. work
1: fine. They're great. So, yep. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people <laughs> that uh that got got them when they first came out came out um are having a lot of battery issues with them. Like they don't mm-hmm. keep the charge as long as they used to, but Mine work for an hour and a half at the gym. That's all I need. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: I am not listening all day, so yeah, exactly.
0: Yep. So pass on that one. Um, I did have set app uh, update on me this mm-hmm. this month because uh, I, you know I pay by the year, yeah, and they finally finally changed their their scheme because it used to be like you you sign up, you pay for the year, and then you can add on devices for like a couple bucks a month. So I am like adding on all my different machines. But they finally, finally, finally put everything together into an easy package uh, for the power users. It's called the Power User Package. You can get four Macs and four iOS devices. Uh, it's thirteen fifty a month if you pay up front for the year, which I did, which comes out to one hundred mm-hmm. and sixty one dollars and eighty eight cents. And it's fantastic now because you actually get, you know, I, I I have four iOS devices and I have four computers, and for me it worked out absolutely perfectly. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the iOS thing before was a pain because you had to do each individual iOS device, and it's like, oh god, do I really gotta? Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, you so gotta. This is a, uh, this is a definitely uh, it's just I love set up because you get uh, bartender with it, you get iStat menus, you get Clean My Mac, and a bunch of other stuff that I use. Right. Uh, Gemini, Timeater, um, all of that stuff is all included. And when you do the math on it, it's definitely a deal. You definitely save money, especially when you're running multiple machines. And you got to get mm-hmm. multiple licenses. Ugh. I, think, I think clean my Mac alone would have cost me that for the year for all my machines. And you have to have it on all your machines nowadays. Pretty much, so, yeah. Yep. I am a fan of Set App. At the library. Well, Brian, I didn't get time to read a whole book it's been a while since we've been back to the library. Yes. Uh so I got a I got a short one. Travel by Bullet the Dispatcher Book 3 by John Scalzi. I've I've been loving this Dispatcher series. Mm-hmm. I think they're all like audible originals, so they're not in print, I believe. But right. they're really good. Uh Zachary Quinto, who played Spock in the Star Trek reboots, was also in Heroes. Heroes. Yes. Heroes, God, that was such That's, a good series. Well, Until the, no, the no, strike. it was not
1: a good series. It was a good, a good season. season.
0: <laughs> a good season, yes. <laughs> the writer's strike killed that show. Yeah. Uh, but we did get uh, Dr. Horrible's uh, evil blog, whatever. That was good. <laughs> uh, before, yeah, Joss Whedon was canceled. Uh, but uh so yeah travel by bullets like a three-hour audiobook fantastic love this series uh well worth it i think you get it for free if you have an audible account it's one of those uh monthly giveaways so if you're right. an audible subscriber check it out
1: excellent i i also have not managed to finish a book recently um just haven't had the time really and then i'm also like I'm at the beginning of book 2 of like this massive series and the book is like 700 pages and just wrapping my head around having to work my way through that is killing me at the moment so I think I need a a small uh, I, I need a small sci-fi shit to read. So okay. I'm look for one of those to kind of kickstart the reading habits. Once I'm done with that and I've gone back and I've finished the 600 to 700 page uh, opus of book 2 of the series I'm working on, I found this link. Um somebody shared it with me. 11 books like the Hyperion Cantos by Dan Simmons. Now, I've never read the Hyperion Cantos by Dan Simmons. So I was like, well, why am I looking at this? And my friend was like, because you've read almost every other one of these series related to it. And obviously, these are the types of books that you really like. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll go take a look. And yeah, they list the Dune series. They list uh, the Quarters of Time series by Paul Anderson. They list the 2001 Space Odyssey series by Arthur C. Clarke, the Eon series by Greg Bear. Love all of those. The other ones, never heard of. So this is a little bookmark for me uh, of good books that I and series I want to read.
0: All right. Well, I I saw this link. I checked it out and I I perused the the offerings on the page and mm-hmm. I picked up The Forever War by uh, Joe uh, Haldeman. Alderman. Alderman. Alderman, yeah, Alderman. I've heard
1: that's very good, too. I've never read it.
0: Um, it said that it was a duology, but which was why I was hooked. I'm like, OK, two books. I can handle that. Turns out there are three. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> that's what happens with these. They tend to keep going.
0: Yeah, but I got it. It's in it's in my audible queue. So I will check that out. But yeah, I, I I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, these look good. So I'll try one and I'll I'll get back to you on the forever war if you want to pick a different one.
1: Oh, excellent. I, I, I guess I will then. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, it seemed like a good little list of like big saga, ambitious, fun books. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, you can read all those books with all the time you save when you're not watching Foundation Season 2. Speaking of long drawn out (laughs) sci-fi
1: stories that make no sense. I kind of almost hope that never comes back.
0: Oh, didn't they get picked up for another? I thought that was a three season run at least.
1: Uh, I think so. I
0: think so. It's Apple money.
1: When you you throw that kind of money into the development of something, you're you're not just going to throw those costumes away.
0: Yeah, even though they should.
2: <laughs> Security? Ha!
0: Welcome back to Security Ha! with Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. Dave is also the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. And he's also the co-host of the new... Or Wait, are you the co-host or the host? How would I'm you say the host. That? You're there the host. is no
3: co-host. No, it's just me. A there control are guests. loop where Dave talks who to d- himself. Yeah, <laughs> 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 there, there are, no, no. There are folks who do other segments, but I am the host, and it is a, it's a, it's sort of a newsy kind of hosting sort of thing. So I don't have a co-host like I do on Caveat and uh, Hacking Humans. Yeah. All no.
0: right. Well, that is Control Loop, where Dave and random guests discuss ICS and
3: OT. <laughs> Well, it's good to be back. It's been a couple of weeks, huh? It, it yeah, happens. we missed
0: yes. you. Yes, we, yeah, um...
3: I had a nice vacation with my family. We went to the beach and uh, as I was bobbing in the waves at beautiful Rehoboth, Delaware, the, the water was warm and the weather was lovely. And I was bobbing in the waves with my brother and my niece. And I was thinking to myself, I can't remember the last time that my body felt this loose, you know, just like, <laughs> Uh, I'm actually relaxed. This is what relaxation feels like. It's been so long. I forgot. So it was wonderful.
0: I forget that too. I also, I've (laughs) I've been to Rehoboth a million times when I was a kid and never was the water warm ever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is end of the season, so it's, it's had a while. Everybody's peed in the ocean over the summer (laughs) and warmed it up.
0: (laughs)
1: I actually thought you were going. This is end of days and climate change. (laughs)
3: Well, there's that too. There's that that works too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the interesting things while we were there, uh, President Biden was at his house right up the road, Um, and what that meant was a couple times a day, Marine One and Marine 1.1 would fly by low and slow along the shoreline. Uh, as he was coming and going. But also, as you came into town, they had big signs up, those big electronic signs, portable electronic signs, that said, uh, FCC regulations, no drones. Right. Yep. Because ah. the president was nearby. Yeah.
0: Papa Joe don't like to drone?
3: Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> so that was kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. Did you get any pictures of Marine One? I did not. No, it, well, I was... I was uh, in the house usually when they flew by, but boy, you could hear them. Right?
1: Yeah, They're yeah those are
3: big boys. Yep. <laughs> they are big boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, since nobody here is doing it, I am bringing the Star Wars news this week. I don't mm. know why, <laughs> since I, 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 I'm the one who apparently who just finds the Star Wars news now. So, yeah. Um, Squid Games Lee Jung Jae. I know mm-hmm. I butchered that. Uh, he's going to be in the new Star Wars series, The Acolyte. Right, so that's hmm. I thought that was pretty big news. You, you guys have well, I, Brian, you never
3: watched Squid Game, have you? Uh no,
1: I, I did not need that kind of darkness in my life. I have not Yeah,
3: Dave, did you? Nope, nope. Uh, nope, nope. haven't seen it. Okay, haven't seen a single frame of it. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay. Keep it that way. Just keep it that uh-huh. way. There's there yeah. still is okay. no need for anyone to
0: ever watch Squid Game or Squid <laughs> Game Two: Electric Boogaloo, which I know is coming. Uh, mm. No, that is. I I really wish I would pay good money. To get that out of my head, I never want to see that stuff again. Uh, oh, OK. I'm, I'm just getting – I don't know what it is. But if I was a teenager, I'd have been loving it. You know, like, ah, death, gore, destruction. Now that I'm getting old and I see the end, I'm like, no, stop it. Leave everybody alone. <laughs> everybody live. Let mm-hmm. them you live get, a happy life. Eat more fiber. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, me. I,
1: the big switch for me, I mean I, – and I think it's for most people, but for you, I guess it was just age, Jason, is as soon as I had a kid. That yeah. like, all of a sudden, anything yep. that involves a kid being in danger is on my no-fly zone. Uh, yeah. I prefer happy endings. Like, you just uh, – yeah. Well, we
3: all I, prefer happy endings, but – Well, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, come on.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, NFL owners as well. Yes. Yeah, so so, but, uh, yes, we all
3: do. Uh, you know, for me, when my oldest was born, we were big fans of the show ER. That was in its original run. Mm-hmm. And after he was born, I couldn't watch ER anymore. I, just, yeah. I had to stop it. It's just traumatizing. It, went from, it, it, it upset me too much and, yeah. and uh, just had turned it off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real.
1: But fictional violence is awesome. So Star Wars, bring it on. <laughs> uh, particularly since this sounds interesting to me. It's It takes place in the past. So we're not tied to Skywalkers at all. and And he's going to be a bad guy. And we're going to learn about the Sith and, you know. Uh, there's always that that warning, warning, danger. Will Robinson in the back of my head because anytime they try to explain anything in Star Wars, it ends up sucking. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. Cautiously optimistic. I I have been reading the stories about how they're going to pursue a more adult Star Trek with the TV shows moving forward. Or Star Trek, Star Wars. I was going to say,
0: wrong series, wrong universe. Wrong
1: series, you know, universe creep like we talk about. Um, So, yeah, I'm potentially excited. Of course, with this announcement uh, in the shadowy corners of the, well, what used to be the shadowy corners, but now the Trump enabled not so shadowy corners of the Internet uh, came the cries (laughs) of. of you know gosh uh, oh it's more woke casting we have to put ethnic people in there and I'm like fuck you guys you're you're totally okay with a gigantic walking wookiee uh you're fine <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but god every fucking human has to be white fuck you fuck you yeah. God, yeah. I just—I I really like the tagline.
0: The accolade is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. That, yeah,
1: that, that's that the problem. I, Every time they explain good. the secrets, it's not good. That's true. We like them because yeah. they were secrets. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. supposed to be mystical stuff. Read the room. Midi- <laughs> midichlorians? Fucking hell.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Misa, no yeah. light. Like. The force is strong in this
3: one. I better get a blood test first. <laughs>
1: Uh, where's my Gillette razor? The force <laughs> is strong, as is the high cholesterol.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you need more cardio in your diet, young Padawan. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I have a little more follow up. Um, Dave and I are both owners of the uh, a very RoboCop looking paintball gun that is meant to uh, be for home defense, non lethal. Right. I mm-hmm. have, I have added to my my armory this week. I got the Berna SD Kinetic Kit. Now, I talked about this gun before on the air because I was taking the uh, the mall cop certification so I can get pepper spray and carry it legally here <laughs> <Right>. in California. <laughs> right. I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it yet because I keep forgetting that I have to finish it. But so I Very just went Paul and got Blar the you. It is. It is. I am so lazy <laughs> that I can't even finish the <laughs> mall cop. The mall cop test.
3: When you mail uh, in the, the final application, you need to take it down to the mailbox on a Segway.
0: I know, I know. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to rent a Segway. Um,
3: yeah.
0: So I got this thing, and uh, I haven't tried it yet. I got, I, and I did this time. I got a little portable target. The target's kind of small, so you still have to be fairly accurate with it. Otherwise, you're that going to take out point. your Neighbor's windows. <laughs> well, yes, but when you're practicing, when you're practicing, <laughs> the point is you have to get better at it. And if you miss, that's bad. <laughs> so now, um, is this the same brand as the one we have? No, this is a completely new brand that I found. These guys okay. do uh, they they do their their own guns because the guns that we have are basically you know just modified paintball guns, which are what these are. But this one uses a different uh, caliber, or not caliber, but a different size CO2 cartridge. It is seems to be more purpose built, and mine, the one that I got. Uh, I will not be taking anywhere outside because I could get shot in a heartbeat because it is not orange. It is black, and it looks like a Mm. little Sig Sauer 40 that you would be keeping in your pocket. And I got that Mm -hmm. on purpose because I want it – when people are breaking into my house, if I got to pull it out, I don't want to look like I got RoboCop coming. I want to look like I got, you know, I got some serious shit pointed at your head.
3: Oh. See, I bought the yellow one when I bought mine.
0: Yeah. See, you're smart. I'm not for the (laughs) most part.
3: (laughs) I shall not argue with that assessment.
0: <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Um I'm smart enough to know that I'm not. Uh, and I, I I went back and forth with should I get the orange one or should I get the black one? And honestly, if I if I have to, you know, use this thing, I don't want it to look like I'm pulling out a toy. You know? Mm-hmm. That was the thing. It's just like oh, they'll see it and they'll just like, you know, slough it off. Like, oh one of these assholes, you know? And I'm just like, well, it's still gonna it's still gonna mess you up really bad because these things are powerful and did and uh if you get the paper the pepper spray, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like this one. It and I I I put a cartridge in it and I held it to feel the weight of it. It feels like a damn it it really does feel like a six hour forty. That it was one of my favorite wow. guns that I, when I used to so shoot. So is it smaller than the one we have? It's half the it size. It looks smaller. It is okay, half the size, wow, yeah. Okay. It is it is huh. perfect, perfect firearm size. The other the 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 other one also takes a much larger CO2 canister, so you can get more shots off on the the other one that we have. But yeah. I like it. I really like it. I'll let you know after this weekend when I when I actually go and test fire it. Um, okay. But uh, the the other thing about this brand is their newsletter. Has a problematic headline, which I which I tweeted about and I put in my Instagram, which basically looks like it's coming from the Third Reich. So <laughs> wow. I'm I'm hoping that it's an accident, <laughs> but Ugh. if you sign up for their newsletter, uh, I was I was a little taken aback by it. Let's just say that it was after <laughs> I had ordered it.
3: Right. And uh, now that I turns got out, it, I don't, who, turns out turns the folks you're funding aren't very nice. <laughs> now I don't have, have any proof. A gun I don't
1: have any proof. Mm, yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm. I'm
0: just saying caveat emptor on it, and, mm-hmm. and and you can look at my tweets in the and and I think I I think I just tweeted it. It might only be in my tweets, so. Uh, Twitter.com slash Def. Yeah.
1: Well, I was just thinking that since you said it looked like a RoboCop gun, uh, I know what I'm getting both of you guys for Christmas this year. I'm getting you that uh, much famous online, ro- remember when RoboCop shot that guy in the dick shirts. <laughs> so you can carry that around.
0: Nice. nice. <laughs> I think that will complete the ensemble, Brian. I totally do. I think that will bring it all together. <laughs> oh, God. So um, check it out. But yeah, like I said, caveat emptor because I I had to put that out there because I was definitely like, ooh, (laughs) when I saw the (laughs) newsletter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Another thing that came this week was my C2C Caber QU USB-C cable tester that Mm -hmm. I discovered after we had our long discussion about cables on the show. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is cool. It is very Uh cool. Uh It is not consumer friendly. Let's just say this is for I'm high I'm reading nerds. the instructions.
1: I'm like, what do you mean I don't <laughs> yeah. just push it in? I just don't plug it in, and it tells me something.
0: You put the battery oh. in, and then you plug the cables in, and it lights up, and it's got two two channels, like the left and the right, and it tells you what the cable can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like a little digital readout that says, A, cable good or cable bad, so I can just mm-hmm. throw it away. Um, and also, what type of cable it is, and what are the things? but no, there are like ten different LEDs on both sides that you have to kind of match up, and you know look I'm, i' I got accepted to Mensa and i can 't understand the damn thing't <laughs> my yeah. so i don 't want my, cable tester.
1: Want my yeah. cable tester to have to come with a large wall size flow chart.
0: Well, I don't want to have to go get a degree in electrical engineering to figure it out. So
1: I'm so hoping – So really, did you run around
3: the house and gra- grab all of your USB cables and, and see how they, how they reacted? Yes,
0: I did. I, well, I did it for about 10 of them and uh-huh. all the lights were the same. So I think, <laughs> I think they're good. <laughs> so I, here's the biggest problem. I know I had one bad cable. Which looked exactly like a bunch of the other cables. And when we were cleaning up the office, somebody grabbed all the cables and threw them in the same box. So now I'm on a hunt for the bad cable. Oh. I will find it. I will find you. And one, I
1: will kill you because I have a certain LED set of light. skills. <laughs> one LED yeah. light will be slightly different and you will forget to notice it. And that will be that. <laughs> right. exactly. It'll be 10% dimmer. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's it. Right. <laughs> um,
0: so check it out. It's it meant, it, it's, it is a German Kickstarter that actually was created and showed up at my door. Oh, so I think that is, biggest, it, that is it, the biggest. But that is the biggest up thing. It it actually came.
1: The Germans it came. built it. That's why That's it does. Right. It. That's why it's not easy. It is very right. effective. And here is the manual. It is. It is not ausgezeichnet. It is only as descriptive as it needs to be. <laughs>
3: All all of the instructions are self-evident.
0: Yes. (laughs) That was just following orders.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have a bit of a rant about cables, actually. Mm -hmm. So we just started school here. Uh, My youngest went back to high school. He's starting his sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And he decided that he wanted to do a little bit of a kind of a comedy news show, like an improv comedy news show. About the school, and so he went and he met with the principal and said, "This is what I have in mind." And the principal said, "That sounds great." So he was going to go off and do this thing. And my wife uh, said, "Well, what do you need hardware-wise? Because you know we have a lot of stuff." And uh, he, he's, they decided that he needed a stick mic. You know, just a man on the street directional handheld dynamic microphone.
0: The old Sennheiser MK four
3: fifteen. Well, yes, highly recommended, but. <laughs> but, but, yes, let's not be hasty be, considering that we're taking this to a high school and we also don't also don't know the degree to which this effort is going to stick. So right. uh, my wife bought him a very reasonably priced microphone off of Amazon, uh, just a, you know, cheapy, generic kind of thing. But it had a eighth inch, you know, th- a 3.5 millimeter Jack on the bottom of it, mm-hmm. uh, actually okay. a TRRS. So can you to say know, four, that's got to be a TRRS? Yeah, the four four rings? connectors on there. Yeah. Four, yep, four rings, and uh, and so the notion is we're going to plug this into an iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be the camera, and uh, so we will use the Lightning to three point five millimeter adapter that came with. A many phones and that you can buy at the Apple store for a shockingly reasonable price of $9 from the mm-hmm. Apple store. That is shockingly
0: uh, reasonable.
3: Yeah, it wow. is. And so, so he gets this microphone and it you know, comes, comes uh, via UPS and we go, we get the adapter, plug it in, uh, run through half a dozen different apps and, and none of them can see the microphone. Right. Mm-hmm. They recognize that Maybe headphones have been plugged in, but okay. no no audio coming from the microphone. So I'm like, all right, well, this sucks. So I'd go through the house and I find another one of these adapters and plug it in. Same thing. No joy. Like, hmm, all right. So I go back to the original listing on Amazon and uh, seeing mixed reviews. People are saying, it's great. It doesn't work at all. It's great. This thing sucks. Can't get it to work. And I notice in the, in the description, it says, um, must be used with the, wait for it, original Apple adapter. <laughs> now, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, right. Okay. So I think to myself, you know what? I have a different adapter at my office. Uh, a couple of days go by. I bring this adapter home hold it up next to the current adapters, and sure enough, it's a little bit different. The cable's Mm -hmm. a little shorter on it. Now, mind you, these are all sourced from Apple. right? Plug it in. Microphone works great. All right. Perfectly fine. What's the difference? Do we know? That's what I want to (laughs) know. And I can't find anything. I've searched for uh versioning documents on this i've looked around you know usually when something like this happens somebody's going to talk about it
1: you know what you uh, need dave you need what, a that. you need a german adapter detector
3: <laughs> that's right I need, <laughs> I, need, I need a german cable. <laughs> call <detector>. the germans <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes let's start a kickstarter gog.show um So, it's a mystery. I don't understand why one works and why one doesn't. All of these adapters are supposed to be TRRS, so they're supposed to handle microphone and headphones. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this particular microphone is just a little bit out of spec, and so something shifted between the manufacturing run of the original adapter dongles and these. Who knows? I probably Mm -hmm. never will know. I've already Mm -hmm. spent more time on it than I should have (laughs) because we have a working solution. (laughs) But I can't help myself. But it
1: vexes you. I know. Yes. 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 I, yeah. yes. yes. I understand. It vexes
3: me. It does. <laughs> and there's no satisfaction to be found on the internet, which is even more frustrating. Well,
1: it's been that way for about 10 years, Dave. <laughs> that's
3: true. It's true.
1: There is no satisfaction to be found on the internet no.
3: anymore. So I bring no. this to you guys for both speculation uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it it makes zero sense to me at all why this would be. And yet... Yeah, here we are.
1: Uh, something's a millimeter off. Mm-hmm. That that's really probably what it's going to come down to. If you took everything apart, you would and brought a, you know a laser sight to it, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's that's nudged over one half a millimeter. There you yeah. go. Should probably be. it. It's, yeah.
0: Well, Good I've time. got a few links here in the in the show <laughs> notes. If uh, if your son does de- decide to take this, you know, professional, uh, mm-hmm. the Rode VideoMic NTG camera mount shotgun microphone. I got one of these, and I also got the Small Rig Universal Smartphone Video Rig for iPhone, Samsung, filmmaking, vlogging rig, aluminum alloy phone video cage grip with cold shoe mount for Video Maker, videographer dash two seven nine one. So the, this this little uh, get up together with an iPhone works great. Um, okay. it is a shotgun mic, but you can also the the cage lets you hold the camera a little bit more steady. And mm-hmm. uh, mount the microphone to it, so it is a it is a good, slightly upgraded, maybe prosumer is what you would call this this rig. Yeah, and I can I can tell you that it works with the newer version of the Apple uh, Lightning the three and a half millimeter headphone jack adapter because I actually had to take one out of the box when I bought it new when I got this thing because I could not find all my original ones. I should have called you and asked if I could borrow yours, but <laughs> apparently yours was in use, so can't do that. <laughs> yeah
3: all right well that's good
0: yeah it works really well and that that uh that new mic or the video mic ntg uh the new one it's mm-hmm. uh it is great because I actually use it on my nikons because this is i I talked about it on the show when I got it because I was really surprised because since it is a shotgun mic it needs power but it it pulls power from the actual three and a half millimeter cable so mm. i because I didn't know that there was a spec for power over that but there is believe it or mm-hmm. not and it actually mm. works really well so Okay. Uh, it is not a cheap option. I think it's like two hundred fifty bucks <laughs> for the microphone. Um, right. And the, the the cage is the cage is actually reasonably reasonably priced at thirty nine dollars and ninety cents. Um, okay. If he's going to be doing a lot of a lot of stuff, that that little uh, that rig
1: is really nice. This um, is one of those uh, purchases as a parent. You go, look, I will get you this. <laughs> But you have to means pick up after You the are dog. dedicated for the for the remainder of the school year to doing this show. Otherwise, <laughs>
3: that's right. That's yeah. right. You are contractually obligated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's all right. uh let's move on to some actual security news. There was a bit. Uh, there was a cyber attack on the uh, Los Angeles Unified School District starting on September third. Although they say it, basically, I I'm, I read through this a couple times trying to figure out exactly what it disrupted, and it doesn't seem to be anything. Um, <laughs> everything seems to be working as planned, and uh, they've got the Department of Education, the FBI, uh, Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency are uh, working on on trying to you know figure out what, what exactly happened. Uh again, nothing nothing seems to be out of place, but they were attacked and as we've been talking about often in this area, this is just gonna happen more and more and more. Uh yeah. LAUSD is obviously a big target. Um there's probably some very disappointed kid in a basement that found he had to go back to school the next day. <laughs> uh didn't work. Uh but they are now, you know, developing their they're they're getting a task force together, they're gonna reorganize their departments to better safeguard IT systems. All these kind of soft target areas where you know everything is dependent on computers now, but you wouldn't think that you would need basically a cybersecurity department. I mean, school districts have to have them now. That's pretty If you have crazy.
0: computers, you yeah. need one now,
1: period. Yeah, Yep. You know, really do. And they yeah. did they yeah. did
0: call like almost all the parents uh in the basically everywhere in LA. At least everybody I talked to got a call, who has kids in in school. They got a like a robo call that told them about it. So they did do like you know at least responsible disclosure. So that's a that's a plus, I guess. Mm
3: -hmm. That's plus. Yeah, yeah. I want to say what I guess two weeks ago or so, as uh, (laughs) the school systems were ramping up, both the FBI and CISA. I guess it was a joint uh, statement that they put out saying that. They were expecting school systems to be targets because school systems are soft targets because, Mm -hmm. as we've talked about here many times, they have limited budgets for protecting these sorts of things. Limited. They have limited budgets for books. Yeah, and um, that's why they keep banning so many of them, so they don't have to buy them. (laughs) Yeah, and they are uh, required by statute to provide services. So. They, they, you know, they can't just shut down. They have to do the things they do, yeah. And so that makes them an attractive
1: target. So, so teachers now know how have to know how to uh, not only protect cybersecurity, they have to also uh, know how to shoot guns. It's great. Yeah, it's working out world really great for them. <laughs> Still no raise. Still no raise. Yep. Uh, anonymous has claimed responsibility for a Moscow traffic jam. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I do love this though. <laughs> Me I, I, too. <laughs> I, as as capers go, this is a pretty good one.
1: It's a good caper. They reported hackers used uh, Russia's Yandex taxi ride hailing app to order dozens of drivers to converge on I'm not even going to attempt uh the name of one of the city's main thoroughfares and uh this already congested street came to a standstill for about 40 minutes while they worked to address the situation. So, uh, anonymous has claimed this. You know, again, uh, bit less what they used to do but you know it's cute i like it yeah yeah
3: it's a nice little nuisance hack and Mm -hmm. uh i don't know how i don't know how much you would call it a shot across the bow because who you know but it's just annoying and you could have done this with a few legitimately mm -hmm. ordering
1: a taxi like yeah yeah
3: yeah but it's fun
1: it's fun And then uh, something else happened. I've never heard of Kiwi Farms, but apparently these were not nice people, an infamous forum known for its online and real world harassment campaigns, particularly against the trans community, I suppose. Uh, They have been basically booted off the Internet. Uh, We have often talked about there not being Internet police, and there aren't. But when a bunch of companies all decide you're not going to be going anywhere, including companies in Russia, which is where they went to as kind of a last resort, you Mm -hmm. can actually get kicked off the Internet. So they have been, and I don't think anybody's particularly crying about this. But it uh, no. this is where Jason usually comes in with the slippery slope argument.
0: Nope, nope. <laughs> Take him off. Kill him. Take him off. All out. right. Good. Cool. Nope. Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad we evolved.
3: <laughs> this was actually uh, Ben Yellen's topic of discussion on this week's caveat podcast, mm-hmm. um, and he made the good point that. Uh, All of these tech companies who try to be absolutist on having a no censorship policy, you can't do it. It's just not possible because there are always edge cases that are so bad and so despicable and so dangerous that Mm -hmm. um, it's not possible to be absolutist on it. And that seems to be what Cloudflare has learned here, uh, despite their efforts not to. So, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 No, they've 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 done this a couple of times now. And, you know, they, they they put up the oh, it's an internal struggle. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> yeah. Kill them all. Get them off. Get rid of them. Then because they, they change their mind the next day. But they have to put up that front first to, to make sure that they everybody thinks that they're, you know, on the side of free speech and all that. shit yes. no you know what? There's some despicable people out there. Kick them off the Internet. Fine with me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Ain't nobody got I time agree. for
0: that.
1: I agree. So, yeah, uh,
3: totally and I guess okay it's worth mentioning, too, that by kicking them off the internet, what we're talking about is DDoSing them. Um, mm-hmm. Cloudflare provides DDoS protection, and DDoS is distributed denial of service where people throw a ton of traffic at somebody to take them offline. And so in this case, what I think what's interesting is you have, let's call it the good guys, right? <laughs> people mm-hmm. who are trying to take down Kiwi Farms. Are collectively ddosing them. Cloudflare was protecting them from that. Mm-hmm. Then Cloudflare changed their mind. Kiwi Farms went to, as you said, Jason, a Russian provider, um, and then the Russian provider won't provide for them anymore. So they, without any ddos protection, they can't yeah. mean they can't keep their uptime. They can't. Nobody can hit the site. So yep.
1: and no um, server or farm can host them because then they get taken down. So.
3: Yeah. Right. But it's an interesting kind of vigilante thing, isn't it? That yeah. <laughs> if if the DDoSing comes from the air quotes good guys – uh, I guess sometimes, I don't know, what you call this? Sometimes you just got to take things into your own hands for the well, greater good. I,
1: I, I mean, know. you know, both sides use bullets, Dave. It's not like there's <laughs> evil bullets and good bullets. Except for me and Jason. <laughs> we use yes, paintball. <laughs> bullets.
3: Yes, we use paintballs. We uh... use non-lethal paintball weapons. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I just, uh, I just found it funny because they particularly pointed out that maybe this is the the litmus test for when somebody is so awful they should be completely taken off the internet. When Marjorie Taylor, when you lose, when you lose Marjorie Taylor Green, uh, you've, <laughs> oh,
0: you've gone too far.
1: <laughs> you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, there's your litmus test. We'll call it the uh, MTG test. So there you go. Forward, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on that perky
0: bit of news. <laughs> I'm going to go play with some All cables right. and just see if, if I can find that mystery cable. Yeah.
1: Dave is going to be yeah. taking apart a couple adapters later to, uh, and measuring things yeah. studiously. And, uh, That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll be having a beer. So enjoy, <laughs> guys. All right. <laughs> see you next time. See you next time.
0: Closing shout out.
1: We have no new Patreons, and I wonder if it's because of the alleged news out there. Now, again, Allegedly. And we've I've yet to this has been bubbling around for two days now, but no serious news outlet has picked this up yet. It's been it's just being posted around on social media, LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff. Patreon allegedly laid off their entire security team. Now, I've got to say at this point, if it wasn't just alleged, somebody would have put up news article about this. Okay. but yeah, I haven't seen anything. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, because I first saw it bubble up on our Discord and people were kind of going like, oh, maybe we should switch over to PayPal. Uh, if that's true, then perhaps, yes, because <laughs> you don't just – one does not simply lay off your entire security team.
0: No, when your point. entire job is to move people's money around.
1: Yeah, so that would be bad. But again, I, I it's not been reported anywhere reputable at all. So we'll, okay. we'll keep an eye on this.
0: Yeah, breaking yeah. news.
1: Um, <laughs> but soon you will be able to get
0: uh, uh, get us through Apple uh, if you want to subscribe in Apple. Um, I've been f- going back and forth trying to get all of the old episodes in to mm-hmm. the, the new Apple feed, and it has taken a while. But right. I would like to report that this week we finally have success, and <laughs> all of the old episodes will be in there because we're going to be removing some of the episodes from the main feed uh, because we have too many in there. Right. We have- You know, there's over 570 episodes in our main feed. Yeah, And, uh, you know, if you want them all, pay us. (laughs) That's all I'm saying.
1: Fair Uh, enough. Over at PayPal, we've got donations from Shaleen, David, Mark, and Ralph. Thank you all so much.
0: And over at the tip jar, we've got Matthew, Andrew, Jeff, and Linda. And
1: no reviews this week. No reviews. Uh, Some sad news. Speaking of, uh, well, before the security thing we were talking about at the library and great authors, Peter Straub. Literary Master of the Supernatural died at 79. Uh, he's written a bunch of horror stories, um, obviously, and he had a good friendship and correspondence with uh, Stephen King. And he wrote one of my favorite uh, books, The Talisman, together with him. I love this story. And again, going back to the whole like, early days of the Internet and all that, it was Peter Straub who, in the early 1980s, suggested that he and Stephen King team up to write a novel on modem link computers and dot-matrix printers, which was state-of-the-art technology for the time. Pretty cool, nice. Huh? Yep, yeah. awesome. Very nice. So he will be missed.
0: Yep, and also Peter Eckersley, co-creator of Let's Encrypt, died at 43. Just 43. Mm-hmm. He did a lot before he uh, a lot. before he kicked the bucket. So, uh, yep, yeah, he was uh, he, when when you talk about real crypto, he was into real crypto. None of this crap.
1: <laughs> yep. And I got to say, there's been a lot of way too early death around recently. I mean, 43 is crazy. I also just learned that two of my high school classmates have passed away relatively recently. By the way, thanks, Facebook, for not showing me the posts until weeks after they had passed because of your stupid algorithm. And uh, to many of your recent rants, Jason, to your point, be healthy. Without health, we have nothing because we will be dead.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am going to be making an appearance at the MASH 50th Reunion Fundraiser. Okay, so basically, you know, 50 years since they had hoped for Alan Alda
1: and they got Jason DeFilippo.
0: They got me and I'm not even I'm just there as I'm just there to to help out Um, (laughs) uh, because uh, uh, Jeff Maxwell and Ryan Patrick, they host the uh, the MASH podcast or the Mm -hmm. MASH matters podcast. Uh, We reviewed on the show a long time ago and I mentioned this a little bit ago, but they still have some tickets left if you want to come out. Uh, It's next Saturday, the 17th. And uh, 75 bucks tax deductible you can you know mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get a receipt. Um, but you get a breakfast and some you can watch uh, Jeff and Ryan do the show. Uh, I am just there to help with the tech for the show. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be there to re- record for them and use my equipment because it's in the middle of nowhere. so yep. there's no power, no nothing. and what do I have? I got a lot of gear that just takes batteries. So I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go help the guys out and record their show for them. Uh, but I will be hanging out there because it'll be fun. I've never been out there, and uh, oh man, it's cool out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, it'll be cool because it's been hot as hell here oh, recently. Uh, it's
1: not going to be cool that way. It's going to be hot. Yeah, and, and from the press release, there is little shade, no electricity, cell service, or water, but there will be a porta potty on site for the event.
0: Yay! Fifty people, <laughs> one porta potty. <laughs> oh, mm. Yep does a does nope. a mash fan shit in the woods? I believe Hope those, those might muffins
1: have aren't bran.
0: <laughs> until next time i'm jason de
1: and i'm brian schulmeister thanks for listening to grumpy old geeks if you enjoy the show visit gog.show slash donate to help us both keep the lights on and other things as well plus we'll love you forever you can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies it's easy and absolutely free show notes for this episode are at gog.show slash 569 and there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to gog.show/slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show/slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy, and I'm shocked there was no jokes about 69, but this is the fifth time we've done it, so no jokes. <laughs>